What is going on, guys? It's the beginning of the week. It's Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. No, on today's episode, I want to. I'm going to talk about the coronavirus, COVID, right? And I know that some of you are probably thinking, "Holy crap, this guy's talking." Yeah, we're still talking about the coronavirus. We're still talking about the coronavirus. The coronavirus is still here. We're still talking about the coronavirus. It's still here. Like we, we, we I guess it's, it's just going to be here permanently, right? Like that's the, the, that's the idea, right? The idea is it's just going to be here permanently. You know, you got all of these scientists saying all this crap and, and listen, I'm not, listen, I'm not taking away from the virus, right? I'm not taking away from the fact that it's real, right? I'm not taking away from that. I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from the fact that the virus is real, right? It's, it's, it's the inflation of it, right? It's the inflated numbers. It's the inflated of of locking people down, of putting people in 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 their homes, right? Making them wear three masks because that's somehow effective, right? It's this idea that when we look at the numbers, right? I think we're somewhere between 40 and 50 million people that have been infected, right? Maybe 60 million people that have been infected with the coronavirus and the the individuals and then they say we're at like what six hundred thousand dollars for or six hundred I'm sorry six hundred thousand people uh, that have died right but when we look at the real statistics right real statistics not what CNN is showing you <clears throat> we're 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 like what six to twelve and that's me this is me being this is me being uh, 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 giving leeway right six to twelve percent of those people only died from coronavirus right so six to twelve percent of that six hundred thousand only had coronavirus when they died, but they had at least three comorbidities, right? Obesity is is number one, I think, you know, obesity, there's like high blood pressure, high cholesterol, uh, you know, diabetes, like these are some of the big, the big ones, right? But the, the that six to 12%, those were the individuals that actually died from coronavirus, right? They didn't, they didn't die uh, from something else, right? They, they, they died solely from coronavirus. Okay. So that, that you have the six to 12% that, that died solely of coronavirus. And then you have this huge number, right. Of the 600,000 or 500,000 after you minus the six to 12% that all had comorbidities, right. They all had comorbidities, right. And it's interesting because what we're doing is we're saying, well, you go out right now that we have a vaccine, right. You go out, you get the vaccine, but the problem is the vaccine's not even effective right? There's no proof that you do, you won't get it if you get the vaccine and that you won't spread it. So, so my question is, what's the point in getting the vaccine, right? What, what, what is the, what is the point in me getting the vaccine? Like what, what, what's the point in me getting the vaccine if I can still spread it to other people or if I can still, uh, if I can still get it right. And I'm pretty sure actually there was some individuals, I can't remember if it was here in the States or if it was overseas, but there was a couple of individuals who got a, a vaccine and then all of a sudden ended up getting coronavirus like weeks later or, or whatever. And I, and I, you know, it's like, for me, I'm like, this is, this is weird, right? So you're promoting a vaccine, like go get the vaccine. But even if you get the vaccine, it's not guaranteed that you won't get it or that you won't spread it. So I'm, what's the point? I'm trying to figure out what's the point in the vaccine. And then there's all kinds of people that have died from the vaccine. They're not saying that they died from the vaccine, but we all know the truth. I mean, we all know the truth that they did uh, 
pass from the vaccine because they were healthy before they got it, right? Um, I mean, me and my fiance, I mean, we know uh, she's got some family that actually t- uh, went and got the first shot of the vaccine, and and uh, they, they had all kinds of symptoms. I mean, all kinds of uh, symptoms after they got uh, the vaccine. Uh, you know, listen, I personally, I'm not going to get the vaccine. You know, I'm not going to do it. I, I feel... I feel pretty, I'm healthy. I'm 31. Uh, Yeah, I'm a healthy guy. I'm not going to go get the vaccine. I'm not getting it. You know, and the reason I'm not getting it is because when I look at the coronavirus and it's like, it's a virus, you know what I mean? It's it's a virus. It it is exactly what it says it is, right? Coronavirus. Um, You know, it's not a disease. It's a virus. And, And unfortunately, yes, I understand people lost their lives. And I'm not... I'm not taking away from the people that have passed from that. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to, their families are like, oh, that's, that's, you know, look, I'm not trying to do any of that, but I'm just trying to be realistic here. You know, you have 500,000 or 600,000 people. Let's do the math real quick, right? So if we have, let's just say 600,000 people that have died from coronavirus and let's, let's, um, let's minus, okay, let's minus uh, 12% from that number. So that's 72,000 people. So 72,000 people is the amount of people that have actually died from coronavirus alone, right? There was nothing else. It was just the coronavirus. So that leaves 528,000 people that had comorbidities or that had other underlying health conditions, right? And then when we look at data from the CDC and other websites, we're seeing that the flu is non-existent. So like the flu doesn't exist. Like the flu just went away. You know, I mean, I I wish I knew a year where we said, oh, the the flu just doesn't happen. I mean, the coronavirus ate the flu, so you don't have that anymore. The coronavirus ate pneumonia, so you're not going to worry about that anymore. It's like, what? You know, it's like, what? And and listen, you know, there's interesting stories out there. Uh, of the coronavirus, right? And of, you know, what was going on in hospitals. Like when, when you talk about them getting put on a, a vent, right? So we all know, you know, when you get put on a vent, I mean, you're introducing, you know, that moisture into your lungs, right? And a lot of these individuals that actually passed away was because earlier, early on during the virus, a lot of doctors were putting people on vents, right? Ventilators. And what was happening is those vents were creating moisture in the lungs, which was creating pneumonia, which ultimately, between the coronavirus and pneumonia, killed that individual, right? And then what happened was, you know, and, and that was said because you had you had the little troll Fauci come out and talk about, oh, we need ventilators, we need ventilators, we need this, we need that. And basically that killed, in my, in my opinion, just from the research that I've done, looking at the numbers that I've looked at and things like that, that the ventilators killed a lot of people. Just the ventilators alone. The fact that they were put on vents killed a lot of people, right? It did, okay? And you can look it up yourself. You can go look at the numbers of, of people that were put on ventilators, uh, to how many people survived off ventilators, how many people didn't survive off ventilators. And then you can do some research on ventilators and what happens when you uh, uh, put someone on a vent. And especially if you do it the wrong way, you're introducing all of those uh, <clears throat> coronavirus, pathog- coronavirus pathogens uh, into the air. Now, listen, I'm no scientist and I'm no doctor, okay? Everything that's being said right now is based on my opinion, based on research that I've done, based on on articles that I've read and based on things that I've watched. Okay. I'm no doctor. I'm no scientist. This is all my own personal opinion. Okay. This isn't medical advice. This isn't anything like that. 
but I'm looking at it in a whole, right? That we're still in this, that I, you know, I'm thinking how in the hell are we still in this, this coronavirus, uh, pandemic thing, right? How are we still in this? How is this still going on? Right? How is it like, oh, you still have to wear a mask. You, you still have to social distance. You like, you still, it's like, how? How are we still in this time? How have we not looked at it and said, well, you know, when we look at the data, right? When we look at the data, which, you, you know, you have Fauci who, who I don't know why, right? This guy doesn't know right from left. Okay. He doesn't know right from left. He, he, go, he goes one way and says, well, you know, masks aren't effective, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then a week later gets on and says, oh no, masks are effective. In fact, you should have to wear two masks, right? You know, when when we all know, we all know, okay, that the data and research that's been done has proven that masks don't work, right? Um, that, that they're not doing anything, right? So as Rand Paul would say, then it's just theater, right? It's just theatrics. It's just you putting on a show for the American public, Right. And, and, and ultimately, when you th- it, it's it almost is what it is. Right. Because it's so interesting the way that things are being done. Right. It's like, hey, wear a mask until you go into a restaurant, but then take it off. What? You're like, wait a minute. What? I, wait, I'm lost. So you said I have to wear the mask going. I have to wear the mask in the restaurant until I sit down at the table, but then I can take it off and I don't have to worry about wearing the mask uh, until I get up to go to the bathroom until I leave. Well, that makes a whole ton of sense, guys. It makes a whole ton of sense because now I'm not wearing a mask if I sneeze or if I cough or whatever, and I'm not covering it up, which you should always cover up your sneeze, you know, sneeze into your shirt, cough, so on and so forth. Uh, you know, wash your hands, things like that, you know, normal hygiene type stuff. You know, you're, those pathogens are just going to go all over in the restaurant, right? But it's just, it's so interesting to me. And listen, my family, I have family that have had, that has had COVID, right? They've had coronavirus. My fiance, in fact, had, uh, had coronavirus. She lost her taste and smell. That's really the only, uh, the only symptom that she had was that she lost her her taste and her smell. That was really the only symptom that she had. Um, I didn't get it, but one of the things that we did do, uh, we're pretty healthy. You know, we're pretty healthy. You know, we exercise and things like that, and we take our vitamins every day. And and um, I won't say we eat healthy, but but I mean we we eat like healthy. You know, meat and potatoes, things like that. Okay, but so so she got it. And she lost her taste of smell. I never got it. But the one thing we did do is as soon as we found out that she was sick, not even when she found out she was positive, is we did uh, – I, I started I, – we went out and got zinc. And we both started taking zinc. I took zinc and she took zinc. She was taking a higher milligram of zinc than I was. But it, it, I, it, it definitely shortened the time that she had – uh, COVID that she had coronavirus. I mean, in our case, so so for us, her taking zinc helped dramatically, right? I just, you know, folks, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, it's really difficult for me to sit here, and and I'm all about it, man. If there's a deadly virus that's literally killing everybody, listen, I'm all about it. We need to get on top of it. We need to make sure everybody is safe. But we're at a point now where there's enough research and enough statistics and enough 
uh, articles and enough doctors and scientists that have come out and said, listen, this is not the way to go about it. And then when you look at the way they went about it, and listen, I talked about this months ago, six, eight months ago, I was talking about this. If you look at the way they went about it, they 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 closed down all of the small mom pa shops okay they closed down all the small mom pa shops and they left open all of these big conglomerate stores so you're telling me that a small privately owned mom pa shop who is getting you know 2 to 3 customers at a time in their shop can't open up and restaurants can't open up. But all of these big stores like Target, Menards and Farm and Fleet and Home Depot, all of these stores, these are the, these stores can be open and we can have thousands and thousands of people. Right? So, and I remember in the city I live in, I live in Wisconsin. And I live in a smaller city, but I remember the city I live in and you know, I go to Walmart when this thing was starting and they were they were hitting the button, right? How many people were coming in and out. And I and I told my fiance I said you're you're talking the amount of people that they can fit inside of this store, this super this super Walmart that's open 24 hours, the amount of people they can fit in here is ridiculous. Right? Their capacity. But 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 as long as you're wearing your mask, as long as you're 6 feet apart, it doesn't matter that there's 100,000 people uh going into that store and packing it because that was the only place that was open, right? They couldn't go to the small mom pa shops to get the things that they need. Right, they had to go to the big stores. It listen if you look at it, this coronavirus pandemic has been the biggest transfer of wealth. Right, has the biggest transfer of wealth. Right, the wealthiest people got so much wealthier, and the poorest people got so much poorer. I mean, really think about it. Really think about it. Right, the poor and the middle class lost their jobs. They lost their jobs. They couldn't go to work. Not by their choice, though. They couldn't go to work because the government said they couldn't go to work. And then we look at the wealthiest people, right? The wealthiest people, the, the Waltons and the Bezos, right? Those people got richer because all of the business was going to their stores. Now, I'm no, listen, I don't want to jump to conclusions and I don't want to throw a conspiracy theory out there, but I'm just saying something seems fishy, Something seems fishy to me, folks. Something seems very fishy to me that how that the that the, the the most wealthy people got extremely wealthier during this pandemic. This pandemic for them has been good. And the poorest people got so much more poorer. They got so much poorer because they lost their jobs. They couldn't go to work. See, it was detrimental to them and their family, but it wasn't detrimental to the wealthiest people. It's amazing. And, and, and that's what I don't think enough people are talking about. Everybody's talking about the virus and we get it. Listen, people, we understand the virus is crappy and the virus sucks. But guess what? The flu sucks. Strep throat sucks, right? All of these things suck, but we live with it and we move on. We move on from it. Because that's what you have to do, right? We can't just sit here and leave everything closed down. But when you look at it, what was the biggest thing that got taken away from the coronavirus? That the government can control us? 
that they used a virus to control us. They used a virus so people lost their jobs and had to collect unemployment, which means they have to depend on the government to give them their money so they can live. Oh, how convenient. How very convenient, right? The government is very strategic, right? We have a problem at the border. All of a sudden, there's mass shootings. How convenient. Oh, how so convenient it is that we just have these mass shootings when we have a crisis at the border. It's the same thing with coronavirus. Same thing with the coronavirus. It just, you know, folks, everybody blamed Donald Trump. Oh, it's Donald Trump's fault. The reason that the the, the U.S. is as bad as it is is because of Donald Trump. Well, what's happening now? Because people are still dying. People are still dying, right? We don't know if it's from coronavirus. I mean, it could be from them choking on a walnut, uh, but they died of coronavirus. Let's be real here, folks. I mean, we all know the story of the motorcycle in Florida who, well, died crashing his motorcycle and then was pronounced dead at the hospital and then had coronavirus put on his death certificate, right? We all know these individuals that have been diagnosed with coronavirus and then took a few other tests and found out that it was just, well, uncertain. And some tests said they were negative. Some said that they were positive. Okay. We all know that Elon Musk did his test, one nostril positive, the other nostril negative. Then he tests the same positive nostril, came back negative, and so on. Listen, all of this is so, in, it, it's so inclusive, inconclusive. I'm sorry, folks. It's so inconclusive. All of these things that, that you have this little troll Fauci talking about is so inconclusive. And he talks about, oh, we need to make sure we're wearing our masks and because there's other variants. Well, then what's the point? Well, what's the point in getting the vaccine? If that vaccine only works on one variant, then what is the point? Listen, I'd rather take my chances, right? When I get up every day and risk my life. I got I drive a car. That's risking your life. You go outside, you risk your life. Who knows? You'd be struck by lightning. You could have a plane engine fall on you from falling from the sky. I mean, for real. Like, if we get real about life, just waking up in the morning... Is a, is a risk. I mean, look at the other night we were in my kitchen and my fiance was moving some stuff around in our kitchen and she had the knives sitting on a chair and all of the knives just fell off the chair and all over the floor. Those could have run into my foot. One of those knives could have popped up and hit me in my eye, could hit me in my chest. Maybe it could have killed me. We don't know. All I'm saying is I could fall going down the stairs of my house, right? From upstairs in my office to downstairs in the living room. I could fall. I could die. Anything can happen. But the fact that we're sitting back and we're allowing the government to dictate what we can and cannot do, right? What privately owned businesses can and cannot open up is asinine. It's asinine. It's so ridiculous. It's so it's so outlandish to even think about it. Well, the richest people in the world get so much richer. And while the poorest people in the world get so much poorer, right? It's, it, it really blows my mind and it's sad. It's sad that, that, that it has, that it has come to this because it's like people are just blind and I get it. People like, well, just wear a mask. Oh my God. It's going to, you're going to be in the store for 10 minutes. Right. But see, that's not the point though. The point isn't that, 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 oh, oh, the whole mask in the store and it's my rights. The point is, is that it's been proven that the mask is ineffective anyway. It's been proven that six feet apart is ineffective anyway, right? So, so why are we doing it? It's been proven that the vaccine, it, the vaccine, what, 90% effective? Well, my immune system is 99.8% effective, right? 
Because if you're if you have a good immune system, you're looking at a recovery rate from the coronavirus of 99.8%. That leaves a two a 0.2% chance that I could die from it. There's still a 0.2% chance, but that's flu numbers. 0.2% that's flu. Okay, that's pneumonia. Okay, that's bronchitis. Okay, so so I you know I'm like okay, so if I have a 99.8% chance or a 99.5% chance of surviving the corona, why am I gonna why would I go get the vaccine? Why would I do that? I don't recommend anybody get the vaccine, to be honest with you. I don't. I think it's a load of crap. I think that it is, it was rushed. I mean, you're talking a year, dude. You're talking a year. You know what I mean? You're talking a year, dude, and this thing's come out. Not good. Not good. And I'm no doctor. I'm no scientist, but just do some research. I mean, if you do research, you you would definitely, you'll find your answers. You will find your answers about coronavirus. You got to look a little harder, right? Because Google and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and, and YouTube and TikTok, they're all trying to block everybody that's bringing out the truth about coronavirus and the Biden administration and the border and anything, just anything liberal, progressive, democratic, even some Republican stuff. They're all being shunned. They're all being shadow banned and taken down, right? I know it firsthand. I know it firsthand. My podcast ain't even on Spotify. This show, not on Spotify no more. You want to know why? Because Spotify doesn't want it on there, right? They never told me why they took it down. They just took it down. They, but, but here's the funny thing. Here's the catch, guys. They left it on their servers. So you can't find it in their search, but they left it in their servers. So I can't try to re-upload it and claim the podcast again on Spotify. See, that's how slick and sneaky uh, that these progressive liberal companies are being. It's very interesting how we just continue to, to do the same thing. It's almost as if, you know, we the people just keep on allowing the same stuff happen to us and think that there's going to be a different outcome from it. You know what I mean? The coronavirus is, in my opinion, another virus that's come along and it's being blown out of proportion to fill some sort of governmental agenda uh, that we don't know about, that's being hidden from us. And we shouldn't let that happen, folks. And we shouldn't let that happen, right? We got to stand on our toes and let them know what's going on. And I've said it before, but I, I could literally say it every day. I could literally say it every single day uh, because the government is just overstepping every day. Every day, the government oversteps on something. Every day, whether it's something to do with the Constitution, whether it was something to do with elections, the border, just there's always something. They're always stepping on something for the American people. That's what I have. That's what I have today, folks. That's what I have. I wanted to talk about the coronavirus. I, I wanted just to kind of, you know, show where I still stand on the coronavirus um, because that's where I stand. That is where I stand on the coronavirus. That's where I stand on, you know, all of the the crap that the government is spewing to all of us, all, all of the things that the media is spewing to all of us. And it just goes to show you how strong the media is. It goes to show you how much of an influence the media has on us. It goes to show you how much of an influence the media has on us. They got a big influence. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate all my listeners. I appreciate everybody who downloads uh, the podcast. Um, every download helps, guys. I don't really make money on this. Um, I don't, you know what I mean? Uh, so every single download and every play, and every, it, it really helps me. Um, I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you guys for listening uh, to Nate and Friends, and I will see you guys on the next episode.